Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen Ambition Podcast on Rush Connection. I'm Tim Slomka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on the journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of wrestling time period often forgotten. Brendan Sean Survivor Series 92 to Brendan Sean Survivor Series 97. Look beyond the pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV to what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how are you uh, celebrating the Super Bowl Bears right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's... Uh... Better, better for you that you live in Chicago, or like worse for me that I live in Tampa, considering <laughs> we just lost to them. So like, I don't know who's gonna get the shit under the stick this week, but at least the football season's over by week two, so that's a good. Yeah, yeah I know. You know I, I texted my friends back. I got Sundays back, so. Exactly. I don't have to stress. So. Yeah. Nice, nice, easy watches from here on out. Yeah. Look at Go Bills. That's my team. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go exactly. Bills. God, yeah. it sucks. Uh, life yeah. good besides that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is life, but yeah, it is. Uh, no, <laughs> it, yeah, everything's good. It's just, you know, same old shit with the damn bears. Just put you in a damn tailspin, I guess. But Yeah, very disappointing. You know, for a, a team that thought, be better, not great. But right, yeah, I wasn't it, expecting anything like crazy or anything, but... You know, I, I at least wanted a quarterback. I don't even think we have that. So. I know. Yeah. And then, and then you can't say, uh, at least we have the Cubs anymore because they're yep, they, they falling stink. too. Yeah. Yep. So. I, I texted my friends the other day. I go, the Cubs and Bears season uh, finished on the final day. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Season's over on the same day. So. Well, at least Makes we have uh, wrestling from 30 years ago. So yes. Good. Yes. We get, we get hot doing action. So we're all good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we got a kind of a shorter one this time. Uh, because we kind of got a couple, uh, two superstars here, the countdown to crowning, which were kind of was on a Sunday night and then replaced raw. Uh, so we'll do that in between. And then, you know, the second superstars is the weekend of, uh, King of the ring. So a little shorter episode this week. Uh, I did want to jam in King of the ring with it as well. So, cause we need a lot of time for our Donovan next time, but, uh, right, we'll right. kind of move through this one kind of quickly. Uh, like, like you said, so we're going to start with the June 11th superstars, uh, this is taped back from May 25th. These, these actually both taped on May 25th, along with the countdown to the crowning uh, match. So kind of all of it in the same setting. So they clearly had an idea of what they wanted to do on this taping, uh, you know, kind of a month before King of the Ring. So uh, we start, kind of start with a hot, hot opener, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, man, man, a match that, that could have been given some publicity. I don't remember seeing anything about this or hearing anything about it, but no. kind of a fun match uh, that you get Yokozuna and Crush, which is a team that's, They've really never explained why they're together, uh, but they're gonna face they're face smoking guns. And you know, one of the first big matches the smoking guns have had in forever. Like they just have not been a team that we see every once in a while. They disappear for a couple months and they never fight anyone big. But uh, kind of a big chance for them. Kind of a good showcase match for Yoko and uh, Yoko and uh, Crush. Um, you know, solid match, uh, fun, fun, fun opener. Like I said, really no backstory. Uh, Crush is looking really good right now. I think too. He's been doing this thing where he does the power press over and just walks around. Yeah. I really think that's been a strong move of his. I don't remember him kind of doing that ever. Uh, so I don't know if it's just this short in time, but uh, maybe he's heavy on steroids right now. But he's he's <laughs> looking very very impressive. Uh, Yoko's again starting to look fatter. I don't I don't know. You know, you can always tell he's fatter, but he's just he's not he's not looking. Yeah. Great. 
Um, yeah. And it, I think he's still pretty solid in the ring right now, but you can just kind of tell he just doesn't look as good as he's been. Um, and a, a good match coming into King of the Rings, kind of showing Yoko and uh, Krushkin the victory over the Smoking Guns. You know, a, a team that's been around for a while. So, um, you know, nothing too much there, but uh, a fun opener. But again, it would have been nice to have some type of build up for this. Uh, and again, build up Yoko and Crush is why they're a team. But I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, yeah, I thought, like you mentioned, it did have really good heat in the match. Um, with Yoko being so big, Vince does mention that he calls in the largest combo in WWF history, which is a pretty big stretch with like yep. natural disasters, twin towers, colossal connections, like those kind of teams. Yeah. Like that's a little, and they're those teams were not that far. Like they're only a couple of years ago, so it's a little weird, but. Um, the, the smoking guns thing that you mentioned, it's so weird because like they're touted as like the tag team of this era and they're clearly not like, they're just not like, they're probably what fourth or fifth on the totem pole as far as like, you know, not just acts, but like in ring too. Like they're not, they're no, not they don't like, there yeah. yet. You know, like, like men on a mission is a more over act. They might not be better in the ring, but they're more over and they're probably equal, you know? Right. And then like Quebecers are 10 times better in the ring. Um, you know, other head shrinkers are way better in the ring than they are. Like the heavenly bodies, were. heavenly, heavenly bodies. Body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's well I, done. I well, well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not them, right? But like, you know, they yeah. get they get touted or they get remembered. I guess is like the team of this era. And I just, I don't know. Maybe like once we get like ninety five, and or like when the teams really start to fall off and they're maybe they just hit their stride. But like. If you're talking 93 and 94, so far they're they're clearly like fifth or sixth down the down the rankings. But right, I think they're just a team that happened to be around for a long time. That's why they get. Yeah, I mean that's why I kind of remember like I was never a fan of them. And even when like Billy Gunn was like New Age Outlaws, I'm like this bomb. Like I never thought of him. Um, right. As a as a star, so we'll see if that ever turns around. But I agree with you; they have not been impressive. Well, I remember, I remember like, I, like I've said before, I was at the Raw where they had their match with the split up and they did the slingshot like into the rope and fake broke his neck. And like there was people cheering when that happened. Like, they, oh, like they were so dead in the water as like baby faces that uh, that's what it was. So, yeah, just a just an interesting note on them. But it was kind of good to see them back. Like, you know, like we kind of need them to kind of get we need more tech. a little bit. To, yeah, we need yeah. more tag teams. It definitely, right. I think the Steiners. Been gone. I don't remember the last time we seen them, but you know, I think I think the showcase of them is a good idea here. Right. So um, after that, we get like a a live event news um, plays while a commercial is happening. Like it's so weird. Like they're they're doing this like commercial ad um, for like WWF and stuff, but then they're talking about live event news, and then it kind of yep. like, bleeds into it. But it just seemed like it was a mistake, and a, you never see stuff like this from them. Um, you know, kind of a um, current event thing with it. I don't know if you saw the AEW Keith Lee thing that that just happened, where he's like backstage and like talking in the middle of it, counting them down. It, so it's just a weird like uh, yeah. paw that happened in current events as well. Um, we then get a uh, doink squash, which is always terrible um, or fun, however you want to look at that. <laughs> um, and then there's also like a quick recap of the King's Court, and then a actual good uh squash match with irs um they do like the whole guest ring announcer thing and this guy like he looks like the mrs dad it's crazy um he's like going to announce irs and then irs just starts shitting on him as he comes out and then he like goes all goes in in on uh, oscar and mabel 
It's like, he is so good right now. Like this, like we say it all the time, but like just this little bit of character work on a Saturday morning, you'd be watching him and, you know, I, I kind of watch him on Saturday mornings as well. Like that's kind of like when I watch superstars before this. So just like, you're just sitting there watching this guy. And it's like, you know, you just watch a, a pathetic squash match with Doink and then you get him coming out to, it just changes it a little bit. Like it's, it's something to add to it and it's just fun. So, um, and then just quickly after that, we get a, yep. a King of the Ring report. Um, this wasn't too much on this, uh, same run of the mill, but Brett did show some pretty good fire in this. Um, he, I think he plays well as like the plucky underdog to Diesel, um, fighting champion kind of thing. And, you know, just mentioning his family members are going to be there and that kind of stuff. So he, he shows some good intensity and that's kind of what his, at least in this era, that's what his promos are built to is just his ability and his, um, you know, sureness to win. So I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Yeah. I mean, IRS again, he does that top three tax cheat. Uh, so he's still picking on Tensaka there in the tax sheets, but then also mentions Oscar and Mabel. No mention of Mo during that, but obviously they're setting up the Mo- Mabel uh, uh, IRS King of the Ring match. Right. So good stuff there. Uh, it was a short match, uh, I thought, compared to what we usually see from IRS. Um, and then we got, uh, uh, again, they showed a, a lot of the, the reshow of the, the King's Court. Uh, with the Piper, and I kind of mentioned that's there, that was where there was a lot of hard empty seats on the hard camera. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, fine stuff again. IRS, I think, pretty solid. Dork and Dink, uh, did come out to a huge pop. I know you they mentioned them, they also come out with a bunch of balloons. Uh, yeah. so again, this kind of like comedy hour from their them. There's they're not ticking seriously. Yeah, the double J feud seems to be there, maybe, but not really. So, uh, interesting that they kind of didn't really bring it up there, but uh, we'll see from that. So, um, uh, and then if you can go to the next match, uh, I got Duke Josie coming out, uh, a guy that they've been teasing with Lawler, which again is kind of weird with uh, with Jerry Lawler being so busy with uh, with uh, Piper right. uh, that they're kind of doing this Duke Josie. But I'm guessing what was happening was Josie was fighting Lawler on the uh, the circuit. Because Piper, obviously, we could see Piper cares less about the WWF. Doesn't even show up to. <laughs> right. anyway, there's always showing up to a house show. He's not. He's not even showing up to Raw. So I, I think that's probably what what they're starting with the feud, or or will start with the feud after Piper's gone, um, with his with his piss poor uh, effort he's been giving. So exactly. I don't know if you anything to add, add there, but I'll let no. you get the next. Seg- I think I, I want you to get the next segment. Okay. Yeah. But, just uh, with uh, with Drosy and Lawler, it probably makes sense because you know he's new. He's pretty green. <laughs> And they probably kind of see something in him. And I believe like that, that character like plays off a of Lawler. Well, like it's something he can easily shit on and build sympathy for. So maybe they're just trying to kind of see where he's at, where they're going to slate him at, I guess. And Lawler is like your template to do that. So, um, and then next we get the heartbreak hotel with diesel at first. So diesel's the guest at first. Um, Sean's kind of, th- this is kind of subtle right now, like where Sean's kind of like doing the talking for him, saying, like, yep. you know, he's going to bring the money and the belt back to the Heartbreak Hotel. So kind of like Diesel's doing his bidding kind of thing. Um, they don't like tease any kind of friction or anything, but you can kind of like see where they might be going with that. It could um, go, yep. So and then they, which is pretty good. Like this is this is actually good work from Sean here. Then they introduce uh, Ted DiBiase. So. You know, Ted DiBiase has been talking about how he has the Undertaker 
Um, you know, everybody's kind of like with bated breath seeing what's going to go on. And he then introduces his version of The Undertaker, which is Brian Lee, obviously. Um, and either Brian Lee sounds a hell of a lot like The Undertaker or they did a great job of dubbing on this because I was I was kind of tricked. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's probably something to it. Um, you know, some sweetening or something, but it, it, like, I could see where people would have a little bit of a doubt on this. Um, you know, like, it, it's obviously Brian Lee, we all know that, but I, I don't know, they did a pretty good job of like kind of dressing it up and not giving it away, um, and kind of playing along, I guess. Yeah, so uh, a couple things on that. The, um, during the taping, it was Brian Lee. So okay. over the speakers, but then they had Taker dub his voiceover uh, uh, for the Observer. Uh, so again, gotcha. going off of what what Mert Meltzer reports for that, but that would that would make sense, right? That they had time to then fix it up and say, yeah, we probably should use yeah. Taker's voice. Uh, that's smart, I, though. That's yeah. smart. The way if they did it that way, that's smart because so a lot of times people would just use Taker's voice and then have Brian Lee mouth it. Yeah, but yeah. To do it the other way around. That's probably, you know, that's how it got me, obviously. I, I figured it was dubbed, but it just looked so clean. That, yeah, it was very clean. Yeah, it was very well know. done. So, yeah, it, it, good stuff. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I think the way, know... the way they shot it, stuff, too, like him coming out right. with the green, and they only shot going up. and the hair you know, over his face. Hair over his face, even when he was talking, he kind of, they kind of, the angle wasn't like a straight dead on. Uh, right. I, thought, I, I thought it was a really good segment. I, I, I get how, what they're trying to do and make confusion of it. Uh, it's just how long can you really last with this? We'll see. But I, I thought it was a great start. So, yeah. So, like, w- what we mentioned before, like, you know, everybody dreads this feud, right? And I think it's the match. The, because a lot of people, when they go back and they look at this stuff in, like, the 90s or whatever, they're not looking at the show, the the Raws and the Superstars. They're looking at the pay-per-views mostly. So, you see this uh, Undertaker versus Undertaker main event SummerSlam, and you're like, oh, God, this is terrible. You know, maybe the whole feud's terrible, but um, you know, we we both agree on this. Like, they're one for one so far, as far as like the presentation of the of the feud, in my opinion. Even even like the even the work that DiBiase did before this. Oh, like, just say yep. Cemetery. I would. Everything, yep, I would agree. I, I guess it's probably DiBiase's best stuff since we've seen him, at least. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought so, he was yeah. solid. Yeah, I th- thought he was this solid has been though. really good. Like, like this has been. I don't know. It's not. It, it, Kind of like IRS was a surprise. This is a, this is a good surprise for me. So, um, really kind of excited to see where this goes from here. And then uh, to finish, just to finish out okay. this episode, yeah. once you get the last, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So we we have a uh, Jeff Jarrett versus a jobber here, um, which is Marty Garner. So I don't know if you know who that is, but he's the guy that took like the really stiff pedigree, like that was on it was on like the like. Death, death wish, like, uh, like clips and stuff in the early two thousands internet days, where like the guy takes a pedigree, like as a pile driver almost. Um, then my my first note on this is that the pink on Jeff Jarrett is just so dreamy in this in this match. Like this is, oh, this is the stuff like the dreams are made of right here. Um, one two three kid does a cut in promo too, and he just sounds so timid. Like he's timid even in the backstage stuff, like where he's not he, in front of the group. So it's just like this guy just doesn't have it um, anywhere near yet. But like the highlight of this match is like I I literally wrote oh my fucking god in my notes when Marty Garner does a suicide dive 
and landed yep. straight on his fucking head on the outside. <laughs> and I and I wrote foreshadowing because it, that's exactly what it does on that pedigree in like 1995 where he gets spiked. And if you have ever seen it, look up Triple H spikes Marty Garner. It's terrible. So this guy just like he just has like a, a propensity to, to like break his own neck or something, but. Um, yep. Jared, I, had the, like, so, I had the same note. Just yeah. <laughs> Jobber tries to go over the top rope. Fails. Dude, I could not believe it. Like, oh, it's I a cannot... fail. But what, what are we right. Doing? right. So Jarrett then uh, throws him in and slaps the figure four on for good measure and gets the win. So uh, highlight level stuff just for the the splat alone. So um, that does finish that episode of Superstars, though. Yep. Uh, and then we go to the countdown to the crowding. So again, this was a sun. Showed on the Sunday night in between, then showed on Monday night uh, instead of Raw as well. Uh, so kind of on this, the whole thing, we, we're not going to go segment by segment, but basically the whole thing is Macho and Vince, and it's a pretty cool cool, cool watch, but Macho and Vince sit behind uh, behind or in front of a chalkboard with the, with the uh, tournament bracket behind them. And they basically give commentary throughout the whole thing about each and every, in each and every match within the King of the Ring. Uh, right. There is one match that was recorded in our same superstars, and that's going to be the Head Shrinkers versus Quebecers. Uh, but they kind of start off just kind of kicking off the show and just saying, hey, this is what the countdown to crowning is going to be. We have this big title match. Uh, so I'll go, go over the Quebecers Head Shrinkers match. So kind of strange. Like, we, we, we haven't seen the Quebecers for a while. Uh, you know, they randomly lost the titles, and now, uh, you know, kind of getting a rematch, a match that I thought would have been more solid at uh, King of the Ring. And then I, I think at King of the Ring, he could have done crush and luger mm-hmm. uh it's kind of weird that luger isn't on the king of the ring show like for right. just a, the, the the guy was supposed to win at wrestlemania and he's not even on that <laughs> show. exactly so um I, I just say that they also mentioned that uh you know the winner of this match could face yoko and crush which is again feels weird that if the quebecers were to win they would fight you know yoko and crush like out of nowhere uh but whatever i, I, I thought if this that the head shakers really dominated this match uh like a nine minute match uh, really dominated by the, the head shrinkers. Um, I thought they put their best moves, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Very solid, stiff off. It was a great dominant purpose. Uh, and then after this, the this, this, classic got some light off, uh, which kind of ruins the ending, but it's an awesome ending where then. They get Johnny Polo and Sika does an awesome Samoa drop. drop. Um, really cool. Uh, they chase him out of WWF. Like, uh, a pretty fun match. Uh, you know, I wish there was a little bit more matches to this Countdown of the Crowning. Uh, but it, again, it kind of came out of nowhere. So it might have been nice to have a little, little bit more build or like, you know, make it a bigger deal. But. It, it was what it is. It was fine. Nothing, nothing too spectacular. I don't know if you had anything to add on yeah, the match. Yeah, it's, it's Yeah, the, the match itself was pretty uneventful. Kind of like an extended squash almost. Um, yep. The Quebecers, like, like I love watching the Quebecers wrestle. Just the, their double teams are fun. But I, I have a feeling they're not very long for this world anymore. Like in the WWF, at least. Like, yeah. I know. Uh, you know, uh, Pierre is, and, and then Johnny Polo at, becomes Raven. You know, early next year. So, um, one thing you know, talking about like how Macho and Vince and you messaged me about it. Like, Macho is got to be coked out of his <laughs> mind. Like, he is the opposite of Coke Zero right now. Like, this guy <laughs> is 
going crazy. Like, I don't know what it is. It, it, it's it's for something that's so like minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's just basically a recap show. Um, but he is going like insane. So like, the highlight of him is when they do. He does like these predictions. Oh, um, he he like lays out the whole bracket, right? So he like has. Like he he picks IRS over Mabel, then he picks Bam Bam over Razor, uh, Jarrett over Kid, Tatanka over Owen in your first round. Then he picks Bam Bam over IRS and Double J over Tatanka. But then in his final, he picks Bam Bam to win. But then he also has Jarrett singing in the end. So he, after he gets beat, he's gonna sing, and then he like says, you know, we're gonna. Uh, expose you for being such a bad singer and it just goes all into it so uh, pretty great stuff from Savage here like to me it was the highlight of the show like the match was not really anything like you know it was just a throwaway match especially with two like you know pretty good teams um, but Savage just carried this in my opinion like he was full energy uh, really into it you know wasn't underselling anything so pretty good stuff from him yeah, uh, definitely agree. It's, it's a cool, different look in a way, right, mm-hmm. than your standard, uh, you know, show where they're kind of really talking up the thing. Uh, you know, again, we got a lot of talking to in Vince, Vincent Macho about, you know, this is the new generation and, and you know, all the new stars. It's just funny how much that they build up the King and, and Roddy Piper match. So right. uh, I thought that was pretty funny as well uh, throughout it. And like I said, we kind of got replays of everything. Uh I, I thought Vince McMahon too, when he was announcing some of these matches, was just like an all-time high mode. Like, so excited about things. It's just funny, like him, like so excited about Mabel and things like that. Like, he just gets so into it. Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty crazy as well. But uh, again, something I would say, like another match or two. Don't you wish, like on this, like it was yeah. a little bit more. It was just a little too highlighty show, but it was fine. Yeah, even if it's just a throwaway match, like um, I don't know, they could have. Just had something, or it had another DiBiase segment or something. Yeah. Just something to add to it instead of, you know, one quick match and then just a bunch of Cause recaps. Because it, it was kind of a squash. You kind of mentioned right. it. Like, I, I put dominant performance, but it kind of was. Like, they really took they really, they really took it out of them. Yeah. Uh, so, it kind of is what it is. But I don't know if we have anything else to add on the, that, or should we move on to the last superstars? No, I think we're good. They're good. Yeah, so we got uh, the uh, six... Uh, 18 uh, or June 18th superstar. So this is the weekend of King of the Ring. That's obviously all tape before the King of the Ring uh, would have been, you know, because the King of the Ring on this time is actually Sunday nights. Uh, again, kind of like the, the WrestleMania. Uh, I think they mostly moved to, to Sunday night only, but uh, so it kind of doesn't need spoilers in it. But um, right. we kind of start off with a lot of, they're really talking up the weekend, right? They, they start off announcing how only guys got to the, to the, uh, to the tournament, uh, Vince is losing his uh, voice during this whole thing. He does mention that they're great eight, which I thought was a really cool like uh, saying. Like this is the great eight that made it there. So I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, a, a pretty cool that I, I like that. Um, and then we start off with Tatanka, and, and this is gonna be a theme from the whole episode, which I think is a really cool episode. Is they're gonna kind of have each guy wrestle, and then the other guy's opponent's going to go on the podium and kind of watch them. So right. Tatanka has a match, and then Owen Hart kind of comes out. The King actually interviews him during this, uh, which is a great segment. Uh, so easy to do. The crowd heat's crazy for it, you know, because they're kind of churning it. They're watching Tatanka, but also watching Owen, uh, and they're kind of screaming at both. Like I thought it was really good segments. 
Uh, targets the standard squash, but he's clearly distracted by Owen Hart. And, you know, Owen Hart says it's going to be an easy victory to take out Tatanka. So, uh, cool, cool moment. And, of course, Lawler gets some, uh, some not puns, but gets some knocks in at Brett, too, during that uh, segment. So, again, reinforcing that feud as well. So, good start to the superstars. Yeah, yeah, I really like what you, like what you said they do is when they they add just the you know they make they make it like a mini feud kind of like it shows the stakes of the tournament like you know each guy is that invested in the tournament so um, pretty good stuff there. Um, we do get some like quick Hall of Fame highlights from like the little banquet that they did, which is pretty cool to kind of see like you're almost seeing like, yep. behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, and then we get uh, Owen versus Coco Beware, which is wow. pretty, yeah. Like, like first, I didn't expect Coco to Beware to still be here. Um, also, it's kind of cool to see like this former team facing each other, and this starts with some stiff ass slaps. Like they slap the shit out of each other. So this was pretty cool. Like how Coco's like on fire in this match too. Like Owen's giving him a pretty good amount. Um, and then, like you said, Tatanka's out to watch this, so he's kind of. Uh, in Owen's head as well, so pretty good stuff. Um, then it turned into like a, a standard squash where Owen wins with a sharpshooter. So um, just a fun little sprint of a match between two former partners. Yep. Uh, you know some a- added character work, and then that's also followed by a quick head shrinker squash to kind of uh, keep them in the front of your mind as they got a, a, a big tag match at King of the Ring as well. So just something to add on to that. Yeah, I, I could not believe that we had Coco Beware still in there. Uh, I, I joked, high energy exploding. <laughs> right, right. I, I thought they could have done a lot of build up to this match too, right? Like mm-hmm. they really didn't. Uh, but again, I like the idea of like Taka's doing the scouting of it. Coco's still well over. He gets some good offense in as well. So I thought that was really good. I, I think he's a guy that, man, could have been used a lot more. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. And then, did we have. And then was next. Sorry, Hotel. 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 That's right. Next, okay. Uh, and that was uh, uh, Diesel at the Heartbreak Hotel. A really rough yep. promo. I thought he was kind of more face when he was doing this this interview yeah. than like uh, he, he was kind of laughing and kind of joking. I thought he came off as like a baby face more than a heel. Um, I, I I think I think overall these things are a little weird. These Heartbreak Hotels. Like I think mm-hmm. Sean is not just great on the mic yet. Of like leading it, he's just like too cocky, and I think it's way. I think this would have been way better to be King's Court, uh, but obviously they're trying to give Sean time off for whatever reason, um, and so and, and so they're obviously using this to also maybe help build Diesel. So I wonder if the Outbreak Hotel, if like this will be end of it now that he has a title match. Like after that, if this segment will keep going, I, I don't remember how long it goes for, but uh, I thought it was a pretty rough promo from Diesel, and uh, obviously trying to build up the main event of King of the Ring. Yeah, so like. I got. I put in my notes. I just can't wait for him to talk normal. Yeah. Like yeah. he's shown it a couple times. Like where he, is, he lets his normal personality out, and I wish he would just do that. Like this deliver. Like he's getting a little bit better. Like, but his delivery is so slow. Yep. Um. He says Brett is suffering from acrophobia, like the fear of heights. It's so lame. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So it's like it's just not him. Like when we have like the not benefit, but like we know what he can be on the mic and like his cool character and everything. So like when you see this, it's like, Oh, this is just kind of cringeworthy so far. So um, we'll see how that progresses. And, and, and yeah, with the heartbreak hotel, I don't know how much further this will go. I think it has to go on for a little bit at least. Um, 
but I'm not sure. It, it can't be too much longer, I would imagine, but um, I guess we'll just have to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, from there, we get a uh, Bam Bam squash, mm-hmm. and when he and Luna come out, like the the entrance, this is so awesome. Like there's like this red tint, and just the way they look, this looks so badass together. Like this is such yep. a a great awesome fit. Yeah, couple. Yeah, like the um, and then, like you said, Razor comes down to watch his match, and then which is you know that they're the the opponents in the King of the Ring, and uh, Bammer wins with like that half kind of like moonsault thing he does. So he kind of broke that out, which is pretty cool. And as we've said before, he's one of the better squash guys too. Like he doesn't get mentioned, but he's awesome with these squashes. So um, pretty fun stuff from here. Then there's a King of the Ring report, which we get another uh, like America's Funniest Home Video style shot video (laughs) from Roddy Piper. Yeah. The highlight here, though, like he's so terrible with them on the mic, like which is something you don't expect to say with him. But he his six pack is insane. Yeah, he's in good shape. I don't know what he was doing, but he looked crazy fit, like to be you know older and everything like that like yeah i don't know if it's a movie role but whatever but um yeah uninspired on the mic though just like i'm just so ready to get that match over with and get him out of this uh this scene so far so yep agreed and, and again the the uh bam bam i love the fact that razor comes out uh you know on that uh and he kind of uh and there's also someone with the Razor Ramon classic shirt. I don't even know how to describe that shirt. Like the, the yellow one, he, the, the yellow one. Like yeah, but it's yeah, it's 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 amazing. So we get. Uh, I think it was the ring announcer that had that on. I, I didn't put the note of who had it on, but I just said the classic Razor yep. yellow shirt. But uh, so then he he has a match right and the same kind of thing. Bam Bam scouting him. So really cool. They do the back and forth uh, between the two of them. And then we get talk of how the Undertaker will be in action next week. So that's pretty cool. Like that you're building up that guy. Uh, whatever's going to happen, you're obviously really invested in it. Right. And then we get uh, we get highlights of the tug of war uh, that happened on the USS Intrepid. So showing kind of guys working together. It's kind of weird because you have like Bam Bam and Men on the Mission. Considering what happens next. So we then get the main events uh, <laughs> that everyone's been asking for. Nikolai Volkov and Mabel. Mabel again comes to, with no music, which I just don't get. Like this is right. pop. So again, I don't know why that that happens. No one cares about Nikolai Volkov either. Uh, Nikolai takes it to to Mabel at first, a sneak attack. He does a knee drop, which might be the worst running knee drop ever I've ever seen. He like runs the rope, goes for a knee drop, and I think worried he's gonna fall, and basically misses the knee drop on Mabel. It's like hard to miss Mabel on anything. Exactly. It's one of the worst move I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, he looks terrible still. Like this this outfit of those like granny panties they wear is just so embarrassing <laughs> yeah. and then finally we get like a minute in we get irs interfering ending this this great classic uh and then we kind of get everyone coming in into the ring with razor and tatanka and owen hart and bam bam all kind of getting involved in moral, which is a really cool ending to superstars what's also funny about that ending is that nikolai's just on the outside just like hanging out doing nothing. yeah he's so worthless right uh he like doesn't get involved like i i I don't know if they're trying to. I don't know if they've started doing like IRS and and DBS are connected, but like you know, I think maybe you would be connected with IRS or you know, because DBS kind of is a little mm-hmm. bit. But yeah, they he basically just stands out there like an idiot, and they have a fun brawl, and they really talk about how the King of the Ring is going to be crazy, more of like a Royal Rumble spot than we usually see, right? This type right. of thing, but right. it's sometimes Survivor Series, but a cool idea on the on the uh, 
on the on the King of the Ring to kind of do this kind of ending and cool way they really set up this whole entire uh, 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 superstars. Like the fact they kind of had each guy kind of match up uh, with each other. I think it added a lot and definitely with the King of the Ring being that weekend, I think it gives a lot of intrigue to that portion of it. Right. I just wish they would have had Mabel versus somebody else. So it yeah. didn't create, like, like you said with Nikolai, like they basically turn him into a Dennis stamp or he's just not involved. <laughs> you know, like he's not, not, I'm not involved. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it, and he kind of looks like it with the coiffed hair and everything too. So uh. it, just, it just plays perfect. Um, he just, yeah, it, it, it was weird. Um, I do like this stuff. It, it's cheesy. It's, 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 uh, textbook i guess you could say like yeah where all the guys get involved at the end just like the rumble randomly like, yeah but i love it i eat that stuff up like I, I love seeing that so um and it does get me hyped for the king of the ring like this is our last like calendar year of just the five pay-per-views so um king of the ring still holds a lot of weight right now and it still will for our at least our whole run um you know like as far as importance goes but yeah it's just like, I feel like the build towards the King of the Ring has been one of the more fun builds. It might not be, like, the best. It might not be, like, as important as the Rumble or, like, WrestleMania or is, like, you know, it's kind of like a Survivor Series type build where you yep. have, like, multiple yep. guys and stuff. So, um, just, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty pumped up for King of the Ring. I, it's a show I haven't seen in a long time, so I'm kind of just excited to see uh, how I feel about the show as a whole and not just, like, the outcome. Yeah, no, I... I, I... I think it's been good build for those matches. They're kind of hard because it's supposed to be a random draw tournament. Right. But I think I think they've done a good job of kind of interwe- inter- interweaving inter- mm-hmm. feuds there. And again, I thought this ending was a lot of fun. Again, something we see more on, uh, like you said, Survivor Series than King of the Ring, but a, a cool idea and a fun ending as you lead into the pay-per-view. So, right. Uh, anything else? We should move to awards. We, should, we can go ahead. Let's go to awards. So we got uh, most new-gen outfits. Oh, that's Jared for me with that. I was about to say, uh, yeah, I was gonna say there wasn't a lot there, but your your boy Double J uh, was out there. Let me see if anyone else. Uh... Oh, the Razor shirt, the Razor oh, home nice. shirt. I wish nice. I, I sorry, I don't I apologize. I didn't write who that was wearing it, but I just saw it. I go, that was my first note for Razor Ramon. Like the shirt is out. Right. So, uh, most new gem performer this weekend. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess you know, I, I I'll go with Owen. I think Owen. Okay. Uh, you know, just having a match with his former rival, I'll, I'll go with him. You know, I'm going to go with the Underfaker segment or Underfaker part. I think that nice. was definitely a very new gen. Everyone knows that. You know, if you talk mm-hmm. new gen, you're talking Undertaker, Underfaker. Um, right. Worst, worst match or segments? Uh, probably. Well, with him being. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, the Nikolai match. Just Nikolai in general is. Channel yeah. changing, so uh, yeah, again, Nikolai's tights, <laughs> it just right, right. Uh, best match for segments. I know there was a lot, but because there's a shorter episode, but there's, there's some, some, some stuff, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'll go with the with the, the Undertaker Undertaker segment, like the segment segment, itself. Yeah. I'll go with that, yeah. I'm gonna go Coco Beware. I thought he was really over. I thought the match was fun with Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I it's one of those things where, like, why not build up to that, uh, you know. Cause just cause Coco's so over, like he's definitely right. a guy that I wonder if we'll see, we've seen him a couple times. Every time he shows up, it's like, I can't believe he's back. I wonder if he's going to be around a lot more or like when well, it, I think he's, I, good, he's a good utility player. Yeah. I understand like the jobber to the stars role, but like yeah. he's also somebody that could be on TV 
um, just beating like the the local jobbers. Like he yeah, yeah, he yeah. could be doing that and be solid yeah. at that. So, yep. Uh, anyone stock up? Uh, DiBiase for me. DiBiase is like you know he went from you know older wrestler washed up to <laughs> not so good manager to great manager right now. Like he's yep. leading it. So I'm, I'm gonna go with DiBiase. I'm going with the guy you 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 pipped uh, pipped up this time, uh, Mr. IRS. Again, his, nice. his promos are good. I thought he was fun at the end of that that uh, the brawl for that. So I thought that was fun. Uh, man, actually, he's got a couple couple feuds going on with Tatanka, right. uh, Mabel now. So I thought that was fun. Uh, anyone stocked down? Uh, actually, I'm gonna go with the Quebecers. There, I mean, they got pretty much jobbed out, and yep. like they they lost clean with with the, the head shrinkers finish. Like it just wasn't. It just feels like they're the same old team, like a you know, nobody important anymore. So yep, I'll do the same. Kind of a disappointing. They just around so short. It's kind of hard to believe they're only around like a year right. of that. So yeah, disappointing ending for them. So all right. So uh, like we said, that uh, gets us the King of the Ring weekend next week. Next in two weeks, we'll be back for King of the Ring '94, the Art Donovan Classic. Yes. Uh, but I think a fun pay-per-view. I mean, there's the all-time match between Owen and One Two Three Kid. I think Razor right. Bam Bam is fun, if I remember. I think Brent and Diesel, maybe not the highest on, but uh, you know, I probably never watched it like to seriously. Yeah, watch it. I remember. I remember being solid at least. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, considering the yeah. Level. Yeah. So we'll see. And it's definitely, you know, Diesel's still young, so I'm gonna give him a little bit of a you know pass on this one. But right. Well, I'll, I'll see the match though, and uh, and know an all-time bad King Piper match. Uh, so exactly. We'll be a good we'll good pay-per-view to catch up in two weeks so thanks everyone for listening to review and we'll see you in two weeks all right we're handsome we're brave we're strong because we enforce the law you can try to run but you can never hide a right